It's time for the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports. Exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. And streaming online right now at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Well, here we go. Welcome in on a Thursday. It's a little bit warmer. Not much. It's a little bit warmer in the Black Hills. Always a great day in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show is back. A lot of stuff going on, as you might know, a lot of stuff going on. It is South Dakota Sports Talk Show, where we'll have some great content, some quality guests across the board, and thought-provoking sports talk ready to roll on a Thursday. South Dakota Sports Talk Show on Fox Sports Rapid City from our downtown studio, brought to you in part by Black Hills Urgent Care, where me and my family go to get better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care, proudly owned by physicians right here in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road on the west side, Bacon Park, you'll find Black Hills Urgent Care. If you want uh, want to avoid any weight at all, schedule on your phone right there, bhucare.com with the letter U, bhucare.com. If you need care, avoid the weight. Schedule on your phone. They're open seven days a week. Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. On this Thursday, we got a lot to cover, a lot to cover. Let's get to it. Ryan Roberts, a brand new guest. He's going to join us today, NFL Draft Analyst uh, from uh, this site, risendraft.com. I've been following Ryan, looking at his work. Good stuff. Ryan Roberts on the latest when it comes to some of the top prospects and more with the Combine coming up. Risendraft.com, NFL Draft Analyst. Also, National College Football writer John Bryce is in. There was pretty big news with college football. Nobody really focused on it really this whole week. And, I mean, it's, it's pretty big news. It shouldn't come as a surprise. But, you know, there was all these meetings and meetings and meetings and nothing. Nothing happened. We'll get into this topic. John Bryce, footballscoop.com, national college football writer. Senior writer for the Minneapolis Star Tribune, Michael Rand's going to discuss Major League Baseball and more. We'll slip in some Viking stuff, as you might expect. Michael Rand, senior writer, the Star Tribune in Minneapolis. We've got Brendan Hodge is going to join us, Badlands Sabres head coach. You know, the Badlands Sabres first season here, North American three hockey league, this junior hockey league. They've made the playoffs. Their playoff uh, game is coming up next Wednesday. And the head coach for the Sabres, former Rush guy, Brendan Hodge, he'll join us live. And national NFL writer Jason Hershorn is also in. SBNation.com, national NFL writer. So we've got you covered from one end to the next. A question of the day or two, you know that. We're ready to go. 720-1067 is our number. The Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar Sports Line live for you. Connection to the studio will get you on. 720-1067. You've got it in your phone by now, right? Maybe. Speed dial. Also, uh, the Barron's Wilson text line. Text us. 720-1067. Some good activity on the Barron's Wilson text line this week from you. Okay, so I always I, I get asked this um, from from various folks like, okay, you, you host a sports talk radio show, and you know, I got asked this today. As a matter of fact, I went on another radio show out there in Sioux Falls, 
and they asked me, you know, your show, what, what's the show, you know, you put it all together, national guests and, and local guests, and how do, you, how do you determine what to discuss? And then when you have a day like today where worldwide events, you know, geopolitical crises, uh, all of that stuff happening, how do you put it all together? What do you discuss? How, how do you make that plan? And it's interesting, I say, um, I'm following the news just like everybody else. There's, there's like two major things I do. I really follow news, and I really follow sports, okay? I don't sit down and, and binge watch, um, you know, that many shows or, or stuff like that. So I'm following the news heavy, and when I'm seeing this big stuff happen, this bad stuff happen, this world stuff happen, then I go, well, how can you how can you then shift and you, you're just going to talk sports? You, you're just going to not worry about that whole thing? Well, the deal is this, you know, it's kind of reminded me as we've done this show over the last couple of years, when the COVID mess was hitting and hitting hard, a lot of people said, well, you didn't have sports and, and you had this and that. We try and make things interesting when it comes down to other stories in sports. And why is that? You make things interesting because I asked the audience, do you want to hear about Russia, Ukraine, and the devastation all the time. You need to hear about it. You can't ignore it. But you're not coming to the Nate Brown Show in Fox Sports Rapid City to hear about uh, Russia and Ukraine and the problems that are that are going on and, and the big mess. So don't get me wrong. You need to hear about it. You need to watch the news, follow the, uh, the content, the, the whole thing, be informed. But I always say my job is we're going to try and have some thought-provoking sports talk with various topics, various uh, fun questions of the day and the whole thing. And I wanted to actually see, am I right on that? As I've explained that to people, like I try and dial in whatever's going on in my life. I may have a sick kid or I may have this and that. A couple hours here, I really try and dial in. We plan the show and then we try and execute it and we don't try and get distracted with Getting off on this tangent, that political discussion, this uh, major news discussion, we usually try and stay dialed in on what we're doing. And I wonder if that's what you, the audience, wants. You're tuning in today at 4 o'clock. I would assume to uh, not necessarily think and discuss, well, what's the next step here with sanctions and what's, what's going to happen here? That's not what we're here for. I do believe sports provides what? I don't necessarily want to say it's a distraction, but I do want to say it's an enjoyment. I do want to say it's a, a time to take a little break. And I do want to say it's a, a time where sports provides an outlet a little bit. Maybe it's the stresses of your life, your job, your home, whatever it may be. I think sports usually in the show, usually we get a little wound up. Okay, we get a little wound up, but usually this show should provide a little bit of uh, something else. A little bit of something else despite, uh, instead of the same old discussions, the arguments, the heated debates, the heavy, heavy, heavy. We can have some fun debates. We can have some interesting topics. We don't have to hit over the head with, well, now this is happening, and, and now what's the world going to do, and what's the U.S. going to do? So I asked the audience a question of the day on this. Am I correct in thinking that? When major things happen in the world, major thing happened early this morning, late last night. I was up pretty late watching the whole thing. How do you feel about sports during that time? Like during this time. And I said, reminds me of COVID where we had a mess on our hands. 
We had an absolute mess on our hands. The last thing people were like worried about was what Aaron Rodgers was going to do. Okay, now we're <laughs> now we're getting to another stage in that uh, whole mess. We had a mess on our heads, but I always thought I think folks want to still um, have some enjoyment, have some fun debates, have some things where sports can actually bring you together for a while and have a little conversation instead of the heavy things in the world. So what do you think about sports during major world events? That's my question of the day as I start today, because I try and dial in here. We're going to talk some Major League Baseball. We're going to talk some college football, some NFL, some Badlands Sabres hockey. We're going to hit it all today. We're going to hit it all today. And we're not going to, uh, you know, be like, oh, man, um, I'm not going to pretend to say, well, we should do this. And what if this happened? Well, I wish this was better. And I wish that. Yeah, all that stuff's important. It's important. But I do believe a show like this, we want to make sure that – we're kind of doing what uh, you kind of want us to do. Is it a still an enjoyment thing for you from a sports side during major events like this? You're all living your lives today, having to go to work and, and do the whole thing. But the other side of the world's in chaos. So what do you? how do you feel about sports? That's my question of the day. 720-1067. Basically, it's this. When major things happen in the world, whether it's Russia, Ukraine, whether it's uh, COVID... Do you cut back on your sports? Do you cut back on it and, like, uh, totally change your whole mindset? Like, I got to be dialed in 24-7 on the TV, on Twitter, on the whole thing. I got to be up to speed on every Russia attack, on everything. Or do you actually go, no, I need some more sports. Like, I'm going to be following the news, but I want to watch college basketball tonight, too. It sounds interesting, like, first world problems. I I do want to say that, like, you know, in the U.S. here, we're so fortunate, by the way. You act like, uh, you know, we're in the worst place sometimes. People argue constantly, right? We're in, the, we're in the best place. We're in the best place. And we can sit here and talk sports when the other side of the world is in hell, right? I mean, it's just unbelievable. So what do you feel about sports during big events like today? You want more sports content? You want to take that outlet? Or do you cut back? Do you cut back and, and go full, I'm concerned about what's going on? Just an interesting thought. I, I think it's uh, the first statement I made, I think. But everybody's different. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Okay, this is, I don't want to beat Danny Downer here, but uh, this particular one is a little different for me. Okay. Normally, um, I would say I'm probably, if there's major events going on, I spend a little more time paying attention to those events, so I probably cut back a little bit for that. Okay, okay, yep. This particular one, actually, your subjects really bring it all wrapped in a big bow for me. Um, junior hockey. Yeah. I was an off-ice official, I've, I've told this before, with Sioux City in the uh, USHL for years, and one of my favorite players, name is Ruslan Fedotenko, he scored the game-winning goal in the Stanley Cup playoffs of 2004 for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Interesting. And he is from Ukraine. Interesting. Interesting. So he has family probably facing the hell over there. And that brings, and so that brings a real today, story to you. A real story. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, I mean, he's still here. He he immigrated to America. He's he played with uh, Tampa Bay and Philadelphia Flyers mm-hmm. and a couple other teams in the NHL. Anybody out there, look him up. <laughs> he had a really good career, and like I say, he he won the Stanley Cup for the Tampa Bay Lightning in '04. Getting the game tying and winning goals. Well, that but, brings uh, that brings a uh, um, you know a tangible connection for you though, hey, right? right? It does. Right? Not exactly. just well, and, it's a whole other world no, away, right? Yeah. Normally, I think it's it's um, you know cut back a little bit just because if there's something major going on. I mean, if you go back to other things with America, Desert Storm, Desert Shield, different things like that. Yep. Nine eleven. Nine eleven. Yeah. Uh, depending upon what the uh, impact is on our lives, I think we, you know, back back off a little bit to it to pay attention. But I do think you want the outlet available there. You I still know need all a breather. During COVID, yes. yes. Yeah, all during COVID, all of the sports talk uh, on on this station were Fox Sports News or Fox Sports Radio was. They were talking about the fact that how how in the world are we still getting ratings and still getting people to tune in when we don't have any sports to talk about? But they were, <laughs> right. you know, they talked about what might be coming up and what has been in the past and and other interesting subjects. So something else I think to everybody talk wants, about. Yeah, right. Yeah, you want right. some outlet, but you don't. But depending upon the impact on your own life, you you pay a little bit more attention or a whole lot more attention depending i mean obviously if it was when it was desert storm i'm sure there was a whole lot of people around here concerned about people from ellsworth and all kinds of you know any any place that uh no doubt. I don't know what the no fort known in kentucky is but i know that there's a whole bunch of people headed to poland and areas like that and and uh so you you pay attention and you if they're somebody who's impacted your life, you pay a little more attention. No, I got you on that. That's a good story. And I do want to thank you for your show because you do, uh, for being out here in western South Dakota, where it's, you know, flyover country (laughs) thing, you you put together really quite a show with the national, I'm not from here, so the the local high school stuff doesn't really... interest me that much but i understand why you know you're no, doing it and it's, it's having an important spot for it so i appreciate it so, buddy. Uh, i appreciate thanks that thanks for your show and take care all right thanks for getting in i appreciate that uh, that's a good guy good guy good listener um and an interesting thought there an interesting thought um by the way by the way i do have this uh here's here's the early poll results when major things happen in the world so so it's, it's what I've been saying. I don't ignore it. I, I don't believe in that. It's like, oh, just ignore it. Yeah, that's not us. That Okay. There's an impact, right? When we're talking about geopolitical problems here, I mean, it's an impact, right? And we might um, be following this for a while. But I say, what do you do when it comes to sports? Sports is always just for fun. And sometimes it, uh, somebody's told me, well, don't you feel bad, you know, when you're talking sports and you have all this devastation going on? Well, I feel bad for the devastation. I don't feel like it's my spot to say, well, let's talk Ukraine, Russia, and strategy, and, and what. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going there. So early poll results, 68% of the audience says they get into more sports when big things happen. 68% say, I want more sports as an outlet. 32% say, uh, I change my focus when big things happen when it comes to current events. Um, thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Hello? 
Are you there? Do I have you? No? All right. Um, if you want to get back in, you can. Uh, turn down your radio and we'll get you on. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, listener text coming in. Sports and politics intersect often, no matter how hard people try to ignore it, stop it. Sports can bring us together during frightening times. During frightening times. Interesting. Uh, and I believe that. I believe that as well. I, I really do. Whether... You know, we can get in debates, and you think my take on on Aaron Rodgers is this, or my take on Kirk Cousins is that. That's the fun part, right? I'd rather debate and have some arguments over that than uh, you know the mess we've got uh, going on. Uh, listener text: I want more of your show, Nate. Keep up the good work. I like that. I like that. Unfortunately, it is the pebble in the shoe analogy. Uh, most people do not seem to care unless it hits them directly. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's part of it. I, I will say this. So, you know, when big things happen, I try and put the show together every day. We, we plan it. We get guests from across the country, current topics. What are we going to analyze today? I look at it and say, did I spend more time today getting um, news, like like current event news? I, I did. I did. And then I was like, oh, you got to shift focus here. You got to shift focus a little bit. So I know what you're saying. Um, thanks for getting in. You're live and you go ahead. Hey, Nate, it's Kelly. Are you good? Kelly, how are you? I'm good, man. It's, it's been a long time. Um, you know what? I want to thank you because, in reality, I've been very lucky to have been to Russia multiple times. Okay. And, and honestly, they don't care about sports hmm. unless you win. <laughs> I mean, right. we have right. a country that cares. And, and the fact that we have an ability that you have a talk show that can do both, that gives us the, the utmost respect of the world because in reality we have all the freedom to do both yeah right and, we, we don't have so, to we don't have to talk about this or not talk about that right nope nope and so no and so what you're doing today I think in Rapid City South Dakota makes us and it proves to the rest of the world we are the greatest country in the world and so that's all I'm gonna say Nate, I love you. Great show. I listen to you all the time. I do the podcast. So, appreciate it, thank buddy. You, but thank thanks for man. what you do. Good thanks. to hear from you. I appreciate that. Um, it's interesting, right? It's interesting. I had that discussion today. Like, um, so how do you how do you balance that? How do you balance today? To me, I try. It, 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 I frame it this way: when I get ready to roll and and try and have some fun with you, provide some topics for you, hopefully give you a little entertainment from some great uh, guests across the country and have a little fun, I try and get dialed in, okay? That doesn't mean we disregard some of the major things happening, some of the bad stuff happening. You don't disregard it. For a couple hours here, we try and give you some good stuff to maybe have some thoughts about, some good stuff to have some fun with, and some good stuff to give me grief over. Right, that that's that's kind of what that's kind of what we're doing, hopefully, and highlighting local sports across the board. Um, maybe more people would care if they see prices of fuel, food, metal, wood uh, skyrocketing. Yeah, that might be the case. We shall see. We shall see. Tough, tough day today. Just as far as hey, this is a big world event. Let's hope everything can. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, that's a tough one. You want to say, well, let's hope everything works out. Well, what does that really mean? 
I have no idea. We're going to keep on trying to work things out here on the program. Let's get dialed in a little bit. Um, 68% say, hey, I really want more sports. So that's what we're going to do. We'll do that. Michael Rand coming up. I've got something for you. Okay? I've got something for you today. Michael Rand, senior writer, Minneapolis Star Tribune. Um, There's a poll out there of adults. Okay? This is just your common adult. Okay? Seton Hall University did this. And they asked, if Major League Baseball does not play, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? What percentage of the general public, this is just a poll that from out from Seton Hall out there in New Jersey, okay? What percent of the general public said, I don't watch Major League Baseball anyway? What's the number? Let's break it down. And the latest on how many days left do they have before the regular season games are going to be canceled at the start? There's not that many days left. There are really not. Michael Rand, live from Minneapolis. His thoughts on Major League Baseball as he covers it for the Star Tribune next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. Dale's Tire and Retreading has been providing quality brands of tires and excellent service to the Black Hills area for over 50 years. Dale's Tire sells tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, agriculture, construction, and more. Dale's Tire has what you need when you need it and offers appointment times to get you in and out faster. See the experts at Dale's Tire and Retreading. Two convenient locations in Rapid City, 691 Deadwood Avenue and 3200 Campbell Street. Dale's Tire and Retreading. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly cloudy skies tonight with a low of 1 below. Southerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Partly cloudy tomorrow, highs around 27. Lows around 11 tomorrow night, mainly clear skies and quiet. Bright sunshine expected Saturday with daytime highs approaching 43. 56 Sunday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 7 above. Don't let your checking account nickel and dime you with fees. Come on over to Highmark, where you have three different free checking accounts to choose from, all without service fees. You're sure to find a checking account that fits you perfectly. Whether you're looking for a high rate of return, cash back, or just basic checking, we'll make it happen. Learn more at HighmarkFCU.com or stop by any of our branches and find freedom from fees. Highmark Credit Union. We'll make it happen. It's no secret. Players play at the place with the biggest giveaways. And in Deadwood, that place is First Gold Gaming Resort. Every Friday through Sunday, you can win a share of $8,600 in promo play through Hot Seat Drawings. Every Saturday night, First Gold gives away $1,000 in cash every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight. And on Saturday, February 26th, it's the $12,000 Golden Cash Blast with a grand prize drawing for $4,200 in cash. First Gold Gaming Resort. It's where Deadwood begins and the winning never Friends. It's tax time, and the time to buy is now at Denny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet. We have local used vehicles from every major manufacturer, cars and trucks to fit all your 2022 travel needs, many price below NADA book value. Choose from the largest selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs in the Black Hills. Over 400 to shop from, all credit applications accepted. The right cars, the right prices, the right experience. At Denny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet, Rapid City. 
Ever since Barron's Wilson Funeral Home first opened their doors in Rapid City 140 years ago, they have continued to make personal service their number one priority. In your time of grief, they offer a personal touch by being at your side through every step of the funeral process. They answer difficult questions and guide you toward other professional services you may need. See for yourself the wide variety of services they can provide for you by visiting their website at barronswilson.com. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. Welcome back in. Just getting started on a Thursday. The Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. A packed lineup tonight, so we'll get rolling. John Bryce coming up, National College Football writer, Football Scoop. we got to hit on this topic with college football. It was a big news release that got buried um, this past week. It really did. And I don't know if people are like, oh, I knew nothing would happen. Well, I don't know. I thought something would kind of happen, and it, and it uh, really fell apart. John Bryce coming up, talking college football in the future there. Jason Hershorn's in, NFL writer SB Nation tonight. The latest on multiple teams putting offers out there to get Aaron Rodgers. The offers are out there. If multiple teams is one of those teams, the Broncos? You're going to bring me back into this mess? All right, we'll see. Michael Rand is on tonight, senior writer, StarTribune.com, Minneapolis Star Tribune. Find him on Twitter, at Rand Ball, and he's live from the Twin Cities here on the Nate Brown Show. Michael, thanks for the time. How are you? Good. How about you? Well, I'm doing good. It's interesting. Um, I was reading through your piece today, and and we're all following this Major League Baseball situation, which is getting really interesting by the day. Like, they got four days left before Major League mm-hmm. Baseball says we're going to start canceling regular season games. And I don't know if fans realize that. They were like, well, wait, you know, they're going to negotiate. They'll, they'll be working through it. We might miss some spring training, but we'll, we'll get things going. Major League Baseball said the deadline, they say, to cancel regular season, the beginning of it, is, in, is on Monday. Is on Monday. So I look at this, I say, Major League Baseball is not getting very far. What's your early um, thought there? Yeah, I mean, in terms of just the, the pure negotiations here, it sure sounds like, you know, they've been at the bargaining table for the last four days, and then, you know, predating that, just, you know, going back as far as this, just going back as far as this, uh, um, you know, back to December, and they've gotten nowhere with this so far. And this last these last four days, they've just been, nothing is happening. It sounds like they've, they've gotten, you know, they've gotten nothing Nothing going with any of these negotiations. Very minimal incremental progress. And you don't need incremental progress right now. You need bigger progress than this right now. Let me ask you about this. Since you're um, in the market where a lot of Twins fans, we come over there from South Dakota. I've been to Target Field numerous times and really enjoy it and and have taken in Twins games. A lot of people from here do that. You tell me if somehow this, you know, doesn't keep going well and we miss Twins games um, what does Minneapolis-St. Paul think of that, the fan base? Well, that would be disappointing. I mean, you know, you're coming, you're coming off of a year where they, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of success on the field. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, you know, it's a big part of the summer here, even though attendance has, has been steadily 
declining, you know, with, with the way things are going right now, it, it, it feels like, you know, it would be, it would be a major disappointment, right? It's, it's just, you don't want to, you don't want to miss, you know, you don't want to miss something that's, you know, it's a major league. You don't want to miss, you know, you don't want to miss out on any of that, um, you know, any of that kind of, it's kind of a part of the summer here. So I think there'd be this point uh, the, to that end though, I do feel like during the pandemic a little bit, people, maybe their priorities shift a little bit. I don't know if, you know, that's the danger that baseball is in right now in any sports league, really, that has any kind of difficulty is that I think people, you know, as much as they maybe needed sports to a certain degree during the pandemic, especially when they were on and it was the only thing you could do sometimes, like people found other things to do. They found other opportunities. They found, you know, different priorities in their life. And if baseball goes away for an extended period of time, um, people are going to forget about it even more, and it's a, it's a sport that's already hurting right now. Okay, so that's interesting. That leads into the piece Michael Randon, uh, StarTribune.com, senior writer from the Twin Cities for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. The Seton Hall uh, poll, you know, it just yeah. took random adults, okay, random adults, yeah. and it was like, let's see how popular Major League Baseball is among random adults. And yeah. 54% of the general public in that poll said they don't have interest in Major League Baseball anyway. So so yeah. do you think that number's pretty darn high? I think it's high, but I think it's probably accurate. You know, I teach... And I teach a class at the University of Minnesota. I'm an adjunct over there in addition to you know, my job at the Star Tribune. And, you know, so I have students who are, you know, in the 19, 20, 21, 22 range, probably more, in the, more on that upper side because they're more juniors and seniors. But um, it's a sports writing class, and they are, you know, they're aware of baseball, and they know baseball, but they, they you know, they're way more into soccer, the NFL, um, NBA, things like that, than they okay. are baseball. So I'm, okay. I'm not surprised. I feel like, you know, I, I, there's still a, you know, baseball still has a, a, a large presence in the United States. It's, you know, got such history, but it's, you know, you're, you're running some risks here with some disconnect. And I think, you know, the, the streaming wars over the last, you know, couple of years have not helped baseball. They haven't helped any sport. If, you know, football hasn't really been caught in there because, you know, all of their games are on, you know, over the air by and large, except for, you know, a handful of the night games. But, you know, baseball, NBA, NHL, you know, if you've been, if you're a younger audience and you're, you know, you've got a streaming service, you haven't been able to watch them in a lot of cases. So I think, you know, baseball in particular is hurting with the younger fans. Okay, that's interesting because you teach a class, University of Minnesota. I know it's just your class. You're into the sports side. So these kids should really be dialed in on a lot of sports. So you're telling me, uh, kind of the premise of your piece at StarTribune.com is, hey, if baseball gets this lockout figured out, they still kind of have an issue moving forward with the game. That's what you're telling us. I, I do. I think I think they do. I think that it's, you know, and I got, into, I got a little wonky in the piece with, you know, the idea of how our brains are wired and things like that. But, I mean, the, the, the overall premise is that the way baseball is played right now is not pleasing to fans as you've gotten more – Walks as you've gotten more strikeouts as there as there's less action and more of the stuff on the field that's repetitive and over and over again watching balls watching strikes watching nobody take a swing uh, people's brains are wired to not want to watch a sport like that and it's it's unusual because you know athletes are bigger and better than ever right in every single sport basketball hockey football like we we have you know world class athletes and baseball is the same thing but it's it's not the game has not progressed as, as the athletes have. I don't think. I, I think every other sport has adapted and gotten better in certain ways. And, and baseball, 
you know, even, you know, even if there's, you know, amazing pitches being thrown and long home runs being hit, they're, they're not frequent enough. The action is not frequent enough to be appealing to a fan right now. Okay, so I'm going to ask you about what could baseball do to get more appealing? I have, like, hey, uh, the pitch clock, I really think yep. that would help. I, I want a pitch clock. Um, that's one of my thoughts. I, I don't know if we'll get down that road. I think maybe we'll get there. Do we need to speed it up? What, what do you think would bring in your college class, for example? I think you need to speed it up. Um, you know, but I think you know, for a long time I thought pace of play was really the biggest issue, and I think it's still an issue, but I think it's kind of more of a symptom than it is a cause of, of all this. I think there's just there's not enough action plays in baseball. You go back a generation, and you know, right now, last season, I had to look this up quick, like on baseball reference, last season, 35% of all plate appearances ended in a strikeout, a walk, or a home run. And, you know, maybe that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but that's like one out of every three. Like, there's some, you know, some sort of, you know, long at bat, or, you know, the home runs are kind of exciting, but the strikeouts and the walks have gone way up. So, and I think part of that is, part of those outcomes is, A, we, we've found out that it's not such a crime to strike out, that, you know, productive outs are a little bit of a myth in some cases, that, B, taking a walk is very valuable and so is hitting a home run. But some of that's predicated on the fact that the infield shifts and the outfield shifts and things like that have disincentivized hitting the ball hard on, you know, line drives, ground balls. I think they are really going to have to take a hard look at banning putting three infielders on the same side of the infield. So I just don't think oh, the shift. that the shift, the shift, I think you got to ban the shift at a certain point banning, you know, I think you can shade, but I don't think, I don't think you should be able to shift. And it might be counterintuitive because you're like, well, that's, that's you know, you're putting defense, you're putting players where, um, where the players are hitting it. You're putting the defense. Well, isn't that just smart? I'm like, yeah, but look at the NBA. Uh, they they say you can't have three guys on the, the weak side. That's the illegal defense. They look at the NFL. You can't have certain formations. You got to have seven guys on the line of scrimmage. Otherwise, you're creating imbalances that are unfair. Baseball needs to do the same thing. The creating the, the massive switch to these shifts has disincentivized the natural swing of a lot of these hitters. Michael Rand has a piece up there. StarTribune.com is baseball going to get through the lockout and then. Will there still be challenges ahead? StarTribune.com senior writer and the Twin Cities. Twins baseball, I would love to see it. I think we're going to see it, but it may be a while. Michael Rand on tonight. Michael, always good. Thanks for coming on. You bet. Thanks, Nate. All right. Appreciate that. Michael Rand, senior writer, StarTribune.com, Minneapolis Star Tribune. Rand Ball on Twitter. You can follow him there uh, for his coverage. Good stuff on the Minnesota sports scene. Didn't even get in a Vikings question. Well, come on. Come on. All right. We, we got plenty of time. Plenty of time for that. Who, who am I going to ask him about? Kirk Cousins? Okay. I'm more interested in Major League Baseball and people wondering, does it really have an issue after the lockout? Does it have an issue after the lockout? I've always said this about baseball the last couple of years on this show. It seems like when sports radio shows talk about baseball – it's like negative. And it's like Major League Baseball can't control the narrative. So whenever they get talked about, and I'm not talking about on this show, we talk about baseball way more than most. You know, I've been told Rapid City's a baseball town. Is that accurate? Okay. Um, we talk about baseball more than most. But a lot of national shows, they, they say, don't touch it. Don't touch it. But if we do, it's always it's usually negative. 
What's wrong with it? Are they juicing the balls? Hall of Fame controversy. I mean, the list goes on and on. So it does think, I, I do feel like Major League Baseball can't control the narrative themselves. The NFL is unbelievable at c- controlling the narrative. Their brand, so strong, right? It's just uh, some great stars, some great teams, some great rivalries, the, the great games. Major League Baseball just kind of like, well, there's 162 games, and we have some young stars. Not a lot of people know about them. The casual sports fan doesn't. And then we complain about baseball, and um, that's what I feel like is, is happening. Is that the case moving forward? Do they do, does the game have some issues? So I've got two things for you. Major League Baseball hit an attendance low last year, 37-year low last year. That was attendance in the ballparks. And you could point to COVID, some people not going, older folks that watch the game, maybe they're not going either because they're still a problem. So so that might have played in. I'm interested now, though, because COVID hit. We had the shortened season. Now we had an MLB attendance low in 37 years the next season. Now we got a lockout. What else are we going to do to try and, uh, you know, tick fans off? Um, The average age of a Major League Baseball fan, 57. The average age of a Major League Baseball fan, super fan, is 57. Um, I do want to ask you about this. You're talking about the shift, the shift, where... We have all these outs. Guys hit rockets. They hit line drives, and we have all these outs because we got everybody and their mother over in right field or, or shading in left. Uh, a lot of times it's right because they, they get those lefties that hit those rockets. Um, Joey Gallo got plates for the Yankees now. Got traded to the Yankees. Joey Gallo, he's a rocket hitter. He's a rocket hitter. He said today, Quote, Joey Gallo, I think at some point you have to fix the game. I don't understand how I'm supposed to hit a double or triple when I have six guys standing in the outfield. Do you buy that? Do you buy that? The the crusty guy would say, hey, Joey, you're getting paid millions. Hit it the other way. <laughs> uh, a little easier said than done, by the way. You know, ball's coming in 97, has some movement. Yeah, hit it the other way, Joey. So, so he says the game needs to be fixed, and that's part of it. Offense, we hit a rocket, and it's a long out. Because it's like you're playing with a rover in, in rec league softball. It's like you're playing with a rover in rec league softball. I wasn't so sure about the shift because I'm like, wait, we could play different defenses in basketball. Man, zone, 2-3, two, 1-2-1, one, two, one. I mean, the whole thing. But it's like, um, is that on a legal defense? You know, people call illegal defense in the game. Is that an illegal defense? Just just one thing being thrown out there. That was from Joey Gallo today. How am I supposed to hit a double or triple when I got six guys in the outfield? I don't know. There, there's, there's a list of things where it's like, I've kind of thought, pitch clock, let's get the game going, some anticipation there. I, I would entertain banning the shift. I would entertain banning the shift. We want hits. I want base runners. I want to see some of that. I want to see some of that. Not a line drive rocket out. Thanks for playing. What a great catch by the Rover. Um, Let's go to this. Ryan Roberts on next. A brand new guest on the program. We haven't had him, but he's really good. I followed him there. NFL draft analyst. 
Who does he take at number nine for the Denver Broncos? Who does he take for the Denver Broncos at number nine? That question and more next. The Nate Brown Show. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Hi, this is Britt Wicket at Elevate Performance. If you have an athlete in your family that is looking for sports training with proven results, Elevate Performance is ready to work with you. Our approach is different. We train one-on-one or in a small group, keeping the focus on your athlete, getting them to perform at their best. If your child is in middle school or high school, we have plenty of training options to fit your schedule. Take your game to the next level with Elevate Performance. To get your training started, visit ElevatePerformanceSD.com. Don't make a bad call the next time you need an attorney. The lawyers of Claiborne, Lose, and Sabres have been serving the legal needs of clients throughout the state for over 75 years. Serious legal issues like divorce, business disputes, personal injury, and criminal matters require a solid team. When you need a win, call Claiborne, Lose, and Sabres at 721-1517. Claiborne, Lose, and Sabres, proudly supporting our area's youth and sports teams in their pursuit of excellence. Hi folks, Kevin McPherson, McPherson Auction Company. This Friday, February 25th, beginning at 6 p.m., we will start closing the online-only estate auction for Ray Ginsbaugh. Now, on the auction, a very desirable piece of real estate, a twin home in Spearfish, South Dakota. Also selling approximately 80 guns, ammo, artwork, furniture, collectibles, woodworking tools, a snowblower. This is a large estate online-only auction selling approximately 400 lots. For more details and to bid and buy, go to McPhersonAuction.com. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, The South Dakota Lottery is all about good fun. But too much fun is not good fun. Like too much ice cream. Brain freeze is not fun. Or roller coasters. Too much fun is not... Or lottery games. Too much fun is not good fun. That's why the South Dakota Lottery reminds you to always play only for fun. And if you can't, help is available and always confidential. Because too much fun is not good fun. Play responsibly. Keep the fun good. Learn more at keepthefungood.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. We are back. South Dakota Sports Talk Show live. Fox Sports Rapid City. 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Listen on the radio side. Welcome in. If you're 
Whatever you're up to this Thursday, thanks for spending some time live. We're weekdays 4 to 6. If you missed the show live or parts of it, the Nate Brown Show podcast up and ready all the time. Wherever you download your podcast, the Nate Brown Show podcast out there on Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, the list goes on. The Nate Brown Show podcast up and ready for you. We're packed tonight. Jason Hirshhorn's coming up, NFL writer, SB Nation. John Bryce on the way, football scoop. National College football writer, he's on tap as well. We haven't had this guy on, man. I've been following his work. Good stuff. NFL draft analyst, riseanddraft.com. Remember that one, riseanddraft.com. It's that time of year. Combine, draft analysis. It is Ryan Roberts, and he joins us on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. You can find him on Twitter as well, at riseanddraft. Ryan, it's good to have you. How are you? I'm good, Nate. I'm good. I appreciate you having me on, man. Well, I appreciate your time. You're busy right now. You're running through this whole thing. And um, I want to ask you, you also do a little Irish breakdown, right? You got the you got the Irish. Um, I'm a Notre Dame guy. I've been a Notre Dame fan. Um, your reaction to Marcus Freeman, the new head coach for the Irish? Yeah, man. Uh, it's actually been pretty cool over the last couple months. I've actually dove into the recruiting side as well, covering that whole gambit. So it's... Um, I think the biggest impact you've seen, obviously, is there is a uh, there's a different perspective, I would say, in how the Irish are going to get talent into the program. For the longest time, I feel like there was kind of this notion where, you know, you're going to identify a Notre Dame guy, quote-unquote, right? But I think the biggest thing that Marcus Freeman has kind of instilled in the program early on the recruiting side is the fact that there are kids out there that they are missing out on because they're not identifying them well enough. It's not just about going into these Catholic schools or these feeder programs and finding, you know, the Notre Dame guys, you can find those kids in public schools that may just need maybe a little more support, but like they can thrive at a school like Notre Dame. So seeing, I think that renewed sense of, you know, finding the right amount of talent and then just the energy that he brings, obviously bringing uh, what I thought he, he really, in his first coaching staff, he's really put in a lot of, a lot of great elements into this program. So I'm excited for Coach Freeman. I'm excited for the recruiting side of everything because right now in, in next year's 2023 class, they have the number one or number two overall overall class, depending on what recruiting platform you look at. So it's uh, I think it's great times right now uh, for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and it looks like it's definitely trending upward under Coach Freeman. That's interesting. So can Notre Dame be in that recruiting mix with Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, can they be in that? Yeah, no, no, absolutely they can. Um, actually, you know, there's been a few years, um, even under Coach Kelly, where they have beaten out like a Clemson, for instance, right? Like it's obviously always going to be tough to compete with an Alabama or, you know, a team that maybe doesn't have quite the academic, you know, um, I don't want to say standards, but the academic, you know, the, the well, no, we'll, we'll stick with standards. The, the standards to obviously, sure. you know, get into the school, um, it's going to be a little tough, but Notre Dame right now, I'll tell you this, Nate, if they continue what they're doing right now with, with this, some of the, because right now they have nine commits from, and all of them are top 250 ranked players on, on a, at least one platform. So if they continue what they're doing right now, and they're still in the, they're still in the hunt for some really talented football players, a few five stars, they will definitely be within the top three to four classes in next year's cycle. If they continue what they're doing and they, they close hard in this cycle. They absolutely can't compete with those teams. And I think that, that just the changing of the ideology has, has allowed Notre Dame to 
stray away from what the norm was and, and try to really identify the right fits for the school. Good stuff. IrishBreakdown.com, director of recruiting. He's got it there, Ryan Roberts on. So let's go to the NFL draft. You'll find him there, risingdraft.com. People uh, say, Ryan, okay, this isn't a quarterback draft. Um, yep. Give me your best thought on where a quarterback goes. The first one goes where? I still think there's going to be two that are going to draft in the top 20. I just think it's the, it, it's the nature of the position, right? Their teams are always going to panic, I guess is a word for it. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to stretch themselves a little bit, right? And, and it's a shame because I actually do think that the middle portion of this draft for quarterbacks isn't a bad draft, to be honest. I think that there's a lot of developmental kids where I would say, like, hey, you know, late first round, going into the second round, that day two type of conversation, I'm all in for the problem is that there's no, there, there's not that one or two guys at the top where they're the guys in the class, and then you start to get into those developmental guys. The developmental guys are getting pushed up the board. But ultimately, I do think that there's still three to four that go in the first round, and I, I would bet that mm. one or two, one or two go in the top twenty. Still, I, I still think that's probably a, a pretty safe bet, to be honest with you. Okay, I'm going to ask you about my Denver Broncos. We got Broncos gear up in the studio, man. I'm a Broncos guy. We need a quarterback. Didn't take yep. one last year. I don't think they're going to take one this year at number nine. What are the Broncos supposed to do at number nine? They've had a lot of top ten draft picks over the last years here. I mean, they've had a lot of top ten. Um, they missed, and then they missed on Josh Allen. Didn't go quarterback the rest of the time. What are the Broncos going to do at nine now? Yeah, I, I mean, in a perfect world, I would tell you that they're going to trade number nine to get Aaron Rodgers, right? Because I just think <laughs> the Broncos are—I think the Broncos are a, a pretty—and I always think the cliche quarterback away is a little over overblown sometimes. But like the Broncos have a pretty good roster, and I think that you can legitimately argue that with a big bump at the quarterback position, they could take the next step. As for what they do there, if they are staying packed with what they have, I, I agree. I don't think that they're going to be in on a quarterback at nine. I do think that. You know, obviously, with with um, you know the trade of Von Miller, I know he's a free agent. Maybe he comes back. I don't know what that conversation is, but I think that it's a really dynamic edge group this year. So whether you're working with guys, you know, uh, like the um, David Ajabos of the world out of Michigan, maybe a George Karloftis out of Purdue, Jermaine Johnson's been a big riser. Obviously, he tore up the Senior Bowl down in Mobile out of Florida State. So there's a lot of Edge players and maybe even a Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon is, is you know, apparently the rumors are that he's falling. So yeah. if he falls and he's there at number nine, I think it's a pretty easy slam dunk type of conversation. So I think I think defensive end pass rusher is probably a pretty good spot for the Broncos to tackle with that ninth overall selection. Couple more for Ryan Roberts. He's on tonight. NFL draft analyst, risingdraft.com. Find him on Twitter. Follow him at risingdraft. He's here on Fox Sports Rapid City. So no quarterback's going to go early, early, early. So people are going to say, okay, what's the what's the real deal of this draft now? Who's the big name? Who's going to go number one? I mean, I think that I think the player that makes the most sense is probably Evan Neal out of out of Alabama, the offensive tackle, just because the Jacksonville Jaguars obviously have their quarterback in the future in Trevor Lawrence. They've drafted. Edge, which it's a strong draft. They just mentioned Kayvon Thibodeau. A lot of people obviously love Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan, so that would probably be the assumed next you know type of type of um, selection, just based upon the fact that you know offensive tackles and defensive ends are always going to be a paramount position on on the NFL level. I think offensive tackle makes a little more sense because two out of the last three years with Josh Allen and Kay, uh, Caleb on Chase on 
the Jacksonville Jaguars to draft the defensive ends or, or pass rushers, outside track rushers, whatever you want to call them. So I, I think that getting an offensive tackle to pair with Trevor Lawrence, because offensive tackle was, a, was a, not a good spot for them last year. I know they were talking about potentially bringing back Cam Robinson. Jawan Taylor's been up and down. They drafted Walker Little in the second round. Just not a great situation at offensive tackle right now. So if, if you're going to stay pat at the number one overall pick, I feel like getting a pass protector to go with Trevor Lawrence would be a great option for them. What's your uh, analysis of taking a wide receiver slash cornerback, a wide receiver or a DB, really early? How do you rank them? It's an interesting question. I mean, wide receiver, I, it, see, the last year changed my ideology a little bit because I was one of the people that said, like, how could you ever take, if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, a wide receiver when you just have such a glaring need at offensive line, right? But obviously they did it, and it worked out for them. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly, I, I still think I would not reach top five for a wide receiver, even though there has been instances of it working out. I mean, it, later in the top 10, I would start to think about it. Cornerback, I would be willing to draft a cornerback at just about any spot, to be honest, because it's just become such a okay. important position. So I might be willing to dip in the top five for a corner. But both those positions, honestly, and especially in this year's class, if you wait a little bit on it, you're probably going to get guys that are pretty around, uh, around the same caliber and a few picks later. So I definitely wouldn't reach in this situation, but I think just in a vacuum, I'd be more willing to go a little earlier on a corner comparative to wide receiver. I want to ask you, Ryan Roberts, you said a quarterback would go rather early, maybe more early than some people think, um, but if mm-hmm. it's not top 10, who is the first quarterback that you would select? I, I don't know who's going to be the first one selected. Who do you think's the yep. best this year? Uh, I think I think, Well, I think the best is Carson Strong out of Nevada. The problem is he's dealing with the – a knee issue where medicals are going to have to be checked, and he, he's had a little bit of a bumpy draft process so far. There was just kind of some reports that came out during the Senior Bowl that maybe didn't interview quite as well, didn't have a great week just uh, just overall at the Senior Bowl. But he would still be my guy as far as I think he's the safest bet. I think he's, from a mental capacity perspective, he's been asked to do the most in that Nevada offense. He's accurate. He's got a very strong arm. I think the baseline is really good, so that would be my pick. Ultimately, I think that a team will probably take a gamble on a guy like Malik Willis first, so for, yeah. as the first quarterback, because yeah. I think that when we're talking about the arm strength, athleticism com- combination, teams are going to bet on that a little more. So that would be my bet for who the first guy is, but I, I still am a big fan of Carson Strong if the, if the need does check out. All right, one more quick one. Do you think Trey Lance is ready? I mean, we look at him. He goes high last year. Sits. And now the 49ers, they need him to be ready. Is Trey Lance ready? I think so. Yeah, and he's, he's in a great situation, to say the least. I mean, it's quarterback for the offense. He's got all the, all the talent, all the intangibles. I mean, honestly, he was my second quarterback rated last year behind Trevor Lawrence. So I was a big fan of him. And I, I think that he's going to be dynamic. And he's in a good situation to do so as well. Risendraft.com, NFL draft analyst on Twitter at Risendraft. Ryan Roberts tonight. Ryan, always good, man, to have you. I hope we can do it again. Thanks a lot. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate the time. Ryan Roberts on the Nate Brown Show tonight, Fox Sports Rapid City, Risendraft.com. If you haven't heard that site, good stuff. Risendraft.com with the letter N. Okay. I'm enunciating. It is a radio show. Um, <laughs> Riseanddraft.com, NFL draft analyst. Interesting breakdown. Ryan Roberts, his quarterback is Carson Strong out of Nevada in the Mountain West. That's a name you don't hear that much.
It's a name you don't hear. Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh, Malik Willis, Liberty, Corral, Ole Miss, even though he had an injury as well. Those are the guys you hear. Um, he thinks Malik Willis will ultimately be the first quarterback taken, but he likes Carson Strong from Nevada. He liked Trey Lance last year, just like uh, it played out there. Trevor Lawrence, number one. Trey Lance, the second quarterback off the board. Yeah, we'll see. Trey Lance, is he ready for the 49ers? That's, that's going to be a really interesting story to watch for all of us here, following him at North Dakota State in uh, playing against uh, SDSU and some of the teams we've seen him. Trey Lance, San Francisco, will he take over right now? Ryan Roberts on tonight. Let's go to a national college football writer, John Bryce, about the college football story that is big. Nobody really talked about it much. What does this all tell us moving forward? John Bryce, footballscoop.com next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Are creepy crawlers hanging around your house or maybe even in your house? Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has the answer for spiders, millipedes, crickets, saw bugs, and more. They carry professional-grade pest control products and applicators for do-it-yourself pest control, and they can advise you on how to use them. For professional hands-off pest control, call Warren Chemical and they'll handle your pest problems for you. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company. We kill bugs. Call us at 342-7644. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly cloudy skies tonight with a low of 1 below. Southerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Partly cloudy tomorrow, highs around 27. Lows around 11 tomorrow night, mainly clear skies and quiet. Bright sunshine expected Saturday with daytime highs approaching 43. 56 Sunday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 7 above. The best new cars make the best used cars. It stands to reason that the better a product is made, the longer it will last, which makes getting a high-quality, low-mileage Toyota at a great price a very savvy move. Prices start at $22,591. You can drive a barely-used certified pre-owned vehicle today. 2.99 APR financing available on certified Toyota models. The right cars, the right prices, the right experience. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. DennyMenholtToyota.com. Tin Lizzie BetMGM Sportsbook is your home for the best sports betting experience in the state. With great food, great service, and brand new TVs, there's not a bad seat in the house at Tin Lizzie. And now the countdown is on for one of the greatest sports events all year, the NCAA Basketball Tournament. Make plans now to take in March Madness at Tin Lizzie BetMGM Sportsbook. And dare to place your bet now from basketball to hockey. The game is on at Tin Lizzie Deadwood. Are you dreaming of summer adventures? Plan for fun, but wait to pay with help from Black Hills Federal Credit Union. Through March 31st, take advantage of BHFCU's recreational vehicle loan specials. Wait 90 days until your first payment or cash in on a low rate and prepare for summer fun. Learn more at BHFCU.com. Text or call 605-718-1818 or discuss BHFCU financing with your dealer. Other restrictions apply. BHFCU is a member-owned, not-for-profit. 
Hi, this is Dave Sharp, Director of Coaching with the Black Hills Rapids Soccer Club. Registration is underway, and our club is a great fit for everyone, from the beginner to the more experienced player. If you want your child to have some fun and get some great exercise and learn in the game of soccer, now is the time to register at BlackHillsRapids.com. With great coaches and a premier 12-field soccer complex, the experience with the Black Hills Rapids is second to none. Register your player now at BlackHillsRapids.com. Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years, and you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show live, Fox Sports Rapid City. How you doing? Hopefully okay. It's always a great day in the Black Hills, and it's now 9 degrees in Rapid City. It's a wonderful day, weather-wise. <laughs> 9 degrees. We had minus 3, minus 5, wind chills minus 30. Well, we're finishing off winter tough, all right? Tough. We're going to get a little warmer. The Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City featuring John Bryce tonight. National College Football Writer, footballscoop.com. This past week, there was a pretty big story in college football. Nobody really hit on it much, meaning not a lot of analysis like, oh, I don't know if we expected this to happen, so then nobody cared. But the College Football Playoff Expansion Committee, okay, the College Football Playoff Expansion Committee, they met, they met, they met. And they aren't going to do it, so uh, we're just going to have four teams until they try and get a new deal here, 2026. Um, John Bryce is on. Find him on Twitter, at JohnDBryce1. John, how are you? Great, Nate. Uh, always glad to visit with you, and especially glad to uh, talk college football year-round as much as possible. I like it. Um, I don't love what I see here this past week. and So you tell me um, – if people thought this was going to happen, meaning, hey, we, we might expand. We There was a lot of talk about expanding. Yeah, we're going to meet and meet and meet. Couldn't get it done. They're just going to hold firm through fall 2025. Did you see this coming? Um, well, I saw the momentum quickly abate for it after it was first uh, proposed, I guess, last July or after it first came to light last July because right after that, Nate, as we visited, um, the SEC went and raided the Big 12 and took Oklahoma and Nebraska uh, and their impending membership to the league uh, by 24, 25, whatever it's going to be. And I think after you had these guys acting like they had been singing Kumbaya to propose a playoff expansion, you had um, Bob Bolsey and other people looking around the room going, wait, what, what's Greg Sankey been doing? We're, we're sitting here hashing out the future of college football playoff and talking about what a great job we did of keeping it quiet and, and slapping each other on the back, and then uh, two weeks later, this guy's taking my two most significant members out of my league. And so I think because of that, people started to um, re-examine the situation and take different stock of the situation. When you and I visited last summer, I told you then that I'd spoken with coaches from Group of Five programs 
that weren't sold on playoff expansion. So I don't think it will be all the way until 2026 until it's revisited again or expanded. But certainly this was a blow, and I think this was a blow um, that stemmed almost directly uh, from the conference rating and realignment that we saw over the course of, of the previous eight months. Okay, so the Big 12 kind of got ticked off. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas, you know, they're, they're leaving, and so they're like, oh, the SEC's going to do that. But then I'm looking at how this fell apart, you know, the reports out there. It seems like there were a lot of folks that, that well, the ACC didn't like this. The Big Ten maybe didn't like this. That, that alliance, you know, ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, it feels like everybody against the SEC. Explain that. Well, uh, I mean, look, you've got the SEC that has leveraged a lot of situations, and you've got the SEC that has dominated the, the college football playoff format, and when it's not been the SEC, it's been Clemson. And so they're just, um, I think you have a lot of um, familiarity fatigue going on there, and I think you have a lot of people uh, slowing it down if they believe that it's going to give them more time to try and stabilize and find better competitive footing with the SEC. Obviously, that gets tougher to do as Oklahoma and Texas get ready to flee the Big 12 and join the SEC. And again, we'll see if that takes until 2024, 2025. Certainly speaking with people in the SEC, they're not convinced that it will take that long uh, for those teams to, to extricate themselves from the Big 12 and go ahead and join the SEC. And we all know uh, how it works with a lame duck member or a lame duck coach or whomever. It's just a, a slow, painful walk of death. And so um, I think that's a huge element of it, Nate, is that the SEC, especially in football, has dominated. And when it's not been the SEC, it's been Clemson. And um, so that's still Southern football. And a lot of the rest of the country is trying to come to grips with how to strike a better competitive balance. And I would argue that playoff expansion gives a chance to strike better competitive yeah. balance. Yeah. And, and you and I have discussed that because, um, look, again, like we visited with on the Cincinnati, um, the Cincinnati-Alabama game, just from a, from a staffing standpoint, forget the rosters. And Cincinnati spent every year of the Luke Fickle era building a roster to get it to the playoffs, and then it was – um, just sort of toyed with by the Crimson Tide. But the other thing is preparation and man hours. And, and as we discussed, Alabama has, you know, 30 guys on staff between 10 on-field coaches and personnel guys, quality control coaches, graduate assistants, all these spots. So you're, you're still talking about man hours. If you expand the playoffs, at least you're cutting down on those man hour disadvantages because um, you've got maybe a week to prepare we're an SEC team, and, and there's only so many hours in a week regardless. And the longer you draw it out, if, if it's four weeks to prepare, those man-hour differences make a bigger difference, bigger impact, in my opinion, than a short-term turnaround. I think the expanded playoff helps everybody. I think I'm just a simpleton, but Greg Sankey's the commissioner of the SEC. He was one of the people that wrote the 12-team playoff plan. Okay, he, he wanted to go expand to 12. He's like, well, the SEC's doing fine, but, you know, we'll, we'll expand to 12. It feels like maybe a Big Ten, Pac-12 situation, John, like they can't figure out, well, is the Rose Bowl a part of it? You know, we're, we're traditionally in the Rose Bowl. We don't want to lose that. Did it get just too messy and too much red tape? 
yeah, there's no, there's no question that um, college football is uh, a spectacular sport because of its traditions. Um, but there's also no question that some of those traditions are absolutely impediments in this process. And I think the the Rose Bowl would be at the top of that list. But the the general bowl structure and the bowl season is also part of that scenario. And then you've got. Uh, coaches and athletic administrators. I mean, look, Gene Smith last week talking about a playoffs expanded Ohio State would want to host its game at Lucas Oil Field in Indianapolis rather than playing outdoors in the shoe. That was a horrible statement. I don't understand the logic of that statement. If you've earned a home game wherever you're geographically located, you expect that to be a benefit. And if you're Ohio State, you don't want to face the University of Florida in a climate-controlled environment in December, you want to make Florida, which probably hasn't played below 50 or 60 degrees all season, potentially come up and play in 20-degree weather and snow in Columbus. So all of these things are factors, and I just think, yes, you've got too many agendas, too many eyes, not enough we's, and you've still got a lot of jealousy and resentment towards the SEC, and the SEC is not free from culpability in that because, again, the SEC was pirating the Big 12 two weeks after – patting each other on the back about being on the verge of playoff expansion. (laughs) So the college football playoff is going to stay at four for now, and it sure doesn't seem like they're going to get anything done. 2026 season would be the one um, where things could change if everybody can get on the same page. Good luck. Uh, John Bryce on college football writer, footballscoop.com. Speaking of the Big Ten, what did you think of this? I just saw this. The Big Ten's next TV deal? Could be one billion a year? One billion? What do you think? Yeah, and I would not be too terribly uh, surprised by that. It's certainly going to be, uh, I think, multiple hundreds of millions of dollars, and it's been trending that way. And and the thing about the Big Ten is um, the the population density, the market that it encompasses, the media markets, the stretch that it has, uh, it and the Pac-12 have the best hold on the largest media markets in the U.S. They just haven't had the best hold, especially the Pac-12, on any sort of uh, competitive dominance in those markets. And um, so, yeah, I think the Big 12 is going to get huge money. The Big 12 has um, done a great job with its network. It's been around longer than the SEC network. It's more established. I still think of the conference-only networks that the ACC is laughably far behind. Yeah, the Big Pac-12 doesn't even. Yeah, sports. Pac-12, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Pac-12, is, I don't even factor it in <laughs> until it does more. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the Big, the big Ten, you've got you've to study the numbers and you've got to study the population densities, the media markets, and the size of the alumni bases. Ohio State is right up there along with Texas for two of the absolute largest alumni bases in all of the country, regardless of, of athletics. We're just talking alumni bases and, and how they number across the country and around the globe. And Texas and Ohio State have two of the absolute largest anywhere. You factor Michigan into that, that's another giant population base. Then you go on to that, and you're looking at having Rutgers in that footprint, touching the New York market along with Penn State, able to really penetrate up into the northeastern media markets, Philadelphia, um, Boston, those areas. And I think because of all of that, the the Big Ten is in a good position 
to demand one, a large deal like that again wow. because of because of the data. Yeah, one billion a year, one billion a year could be the deal. I, or we shall see for the Big Ten uh, media rights. John Bryce on tonight. One more quick one. Uh, name, image, and likeness. This is funny. I thought. Okay, the NCAA Division One Council has been charged with with looking at how name, image, and likeness is impacting uh, the athletes and and sports. And they said, namely, we got to see if we're breaking some rules on recruiting uh, and and you know providing some incentives there on recruiting. Come on now. They, they really don't. Uh, I mean, what are they going to do? That, that's the thing. What's the NCAA going to do if, they're, if they are breaking the rules? Nate, which which they the, are, which they are, by the yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. Have you, have you seen the meme that uh, is so popular out there where it's two Spider-Mans pointing at one another? <laughs> that, that meme is the respective conferences and the NCAA all pointing at one another right now because none of those entities wants to be the group that makes a decision that might get it sued. And so uh, I spoke with conference commissioners from two different conferences this week that don't play um, Power 5 football, but they are involved in March Madness and other things. And, and they said, look, it's looking more and more like the NCAA is going to put a ton of more legislation back on the respective leagues. And so that's what you're seeing. And until that legislation comes along, the loopholes are going to be exploited. Yeah, everybody says you can't do this, but, it, you know, people tell me not to speed through South Dakota, and, and I promise <laughs> you I'm not driving just 70 when I when I drive through there, and it has nothing to do with how much I love the beautiful countryside, but uh, it's because I can get away with it. Yeah. And it's the same thing right now in NIL. I just people thought that was wild. Using the system. Yeah, I thought that was wild. The NCAA says, hey, we got to see, you know, you know, I, we think people might be using this in recruiting incentives. Um, yeah. Uh, John Bryce on tonight, footballscoop.com, national college football writer. Follow him on Twitter. A good follow there, I do. John D. Bryce 1. John, always good, man. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir, Nate. Look forward to our next visit, buddy. Stay warm. Appreciate the time. John Bryce on tonight, footballscoop.com, national college football writer. Uh, big story over this last week. It's been about, uh, been about six days now. The College Football Playoff Expansion Committee. You know, they had this committee. I love all these committees. Um, the, the College Football Playoff Expansion Committee. They met and met and met for months, months. And they were kind of, okay, we're going to work through this, and we're going to expand the playoff. And what do you think? Six, eight, 12? What? Well, 12 was gaining momentum, and I, and I think you're going to get to a college football playoff expansion of 12 teams. And then they, they met again here this last week, and they're not going to do it. They're <laughs> they signed a 12-year contract, which it doesn't wrap up till 2025. They can get out of that. I mean, they could make some big dollars and, and get out of that whole thing, but they need some unanimous votes and, and the whole thing. And so here they just said, let's just stay with what they're doing. Four teams. College football playoffs going to have four teams. And they can't get out of their own way. I mean, you got to figure out. you got to think about bureaucratic messes here. ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, they're kind of on the same team. The SEC is kind of over here. The Big 12 is kind of in another category they all are looking out, okay, what's what's best for us? The Big Ten's like, well, 
we got to make sure we have all power conferences in. I, I think that's what we want. The Pac-12's like, hey, we don't want to lose the Rose Bowl. That's that's our deal. That's our deal. We can't lose the Rose Bowl and put it into the playoff. What if we don't get to play in the Rose Bowl? And so everybody just makes it a big mess. They can't get out of their own way. I mean, it's just amazing. It's like fans want it. Fans want the expansion. Everybody, it seems like, wants the expansion. More teams get involved. The coach is like, hey, if we can get into the playoff, that raises our brand. It raises our recruiting, the whole thing. And and they can't get it done. They can't even really, you know, oh, what, what should we do? Oh, the SEC's evil. They're trying to get us to expand. Well, that means more teams get in. Yeah, I know, but that means more SEC teams are going to get in. It's, it's, uh, it's never-ending. It's never-ending. Although that deal does end in 2025, so the uh, college football playoff expansion may happen in 2026. Stay tuned. Hopefully I'm still, uh, hopefully I still have the passion. Let's just say that. (laughs) How many more years am I going to have to talk about college football playoff expansion without any expansion happening? Fans want it. uh, Teams want it. Coaches want it. Fan bases, uh, they're ready for it. And uh, the guys can't get out of their own way. Thanks for calling. You're live on Fox Sports Rapid City, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing all right. How about you? Right on. Well, you know, it's. Uh, I haven't talked to you since the Super Bowl. I'm kind of oh, disappointed. Yeah. But um, but as far as the whole NCAA thing goes, government can't get anything done. What else is news? Color me shocked. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's just, you know, everybody's just making it hard. It, you know, this committee, that committee, this thought, that thought, yeah. it just gets too hard. Yeah. Committee is short for we don't want to do anything. Let's just sit in a room and BS. And have but, nice and uh, donuts and vegetable uh, medleys for lunch. And Exactly, exactly. You know. yeah. no, well, like the only time something ever gets done is when somebody just does it, like a commissioner yes, or whoever. Yes. Like just, just do it, and yes. then everybody else has to fall in line. But when, when everybody has like equal power like that, like, I mean, it's just, yeah. People don't want to give up whatever little shred of yes, yes. power that they have. So, like, nobody's, everybody's just kind of sitting there playing tug of war, which yep, is yep. unfortunate. But, and I will say, though, like, remember back when the, um, the BCS rankings were a thing? We all hated that. Yes, yes. So, so then, and then we all hate the small playoff, and we all hate <laughs> the SEC, and it's like nobody's ever happy. So, yeah. just like, Enjoy college football for what it is, and then when something changes, we'll just roll with it. I got you on that. I appreciate it, man. Oh, you're right on that. All right, I appreciate that. You know, the BCS, we didn't like that. And it's computers, computers are choosing. No, we didn't like that. And the four teams I don't love, but I'm a huge college football fan. So, I mean, I, I eat it up. But, but again, it's kind of like, you know, whenever the NCAA or, or major um, players are involved, major conferences and we have these uh, meetings. They have another meeting just to schedule the other meeting. You know how that works. Okay, I've got something for you. Speaking of college um, decisions, this is interesting. You know, the Drive at Five here on the Nate Brown Show. Over the last 11 years, they, they, they track this. Last 11 years, okay? How much money did universities pay out to coaches that they fired? You know, it's it's my thing because um, Fred Hoiberg down at Nebraska is one and thirty on the road as a basketball coach there for the Huskers. He's no, you heard that. He's one and thirty on the road 
one in 15 of the Big Ten this year. One in 15. If they were to, yeah, hey, Fred, it's not working out. We got to let you go. They would have to pay Fred Hoiberg $18 million. So how much money overall, football, basketball, have universities paid out to coaches getting fired over the last 11 years? How much? Let's get into it next. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills, the Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish is your home loans bank. And with rates still low, you should ask them if your tax refund will cover your down payment on your home sweet home. Black Hills Community Bank is ready to be your local partner in helping you take that next step to home ownership. With local originators, underwriting and processing, and several down payment assistance options, is now your time to look at home ownership? Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. We're all going somewhere. Going higher, faster, farther. Going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. With two locations in Rapid City, Pizza Ranch is ready to serve your family. Every Wednesday is Kids Day. This is the best deal out there with the best buffet in town. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet Wednesdays. And don't forget their senior special every Tuesday for $8.99. The Pizza Ranch Buffet. It's all good at the Pizza Ranch with two locations in Rapid City. And remember, daily online specials for carryout or delivery at Pizza Ranch. Hey, Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's sports talk show. The Drive at 5 on the Nate Brown Show brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. The Drive at 5. Get to SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there. Take a look. Stacy and Matt and their staff working hard to get you the best pre-owned selection. Cars, SUVs, trucks, all there. SummitAutoGRP.com and The Drive at 5 on the Nate Brown Show. Featuring Jason Hershorn coming up. NFL writer SB Nation. Is this right? Teams have multiple offers out there for Aaron Rodgers. So teams are putting a lot of offers together for Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Jason Hershorn coming up, SB Nation. Badland Sabres hockey is in the playoffs in their first season. Junior hockey, Brendan Hodge is the head coach. He'll join us later this hour. Okay, Um, so this is interesting. You know, I was watching Nebraska the other night, basketball. (laughs) <laughs> Everyone's like, Nate, what do you, what, what, do you have a good life? Do you have, a, <laughs> I just wanted to see, I've been tuning in, okay, I've been tuning in, like, what's the deal with Nebraska? 
You can't be having this many 20 lost seasons, three straight? Three straight 20 lost seasons for Fred Hoiberg and the Nebraska Huskers men's basketball program? So just looking into watching Nebraska, and they lost to Northwestern by 12. And the Huskers are 1-30 on the road under Fred Hoiberg. They're 1-30 on the road against Fred Hoiberg. And it gets me thinking about his contract and, and how massive these college coaches' contracts are. It's not just Fred. I mean, it, it is across the board. And I've never understood why we can't figure out how we need to do these coaching contracts so we don't look like crazy people paying $18 million to Fred Hoiberg if you want to let him go. Without cause, right? I mean, well, it's just now working out for it. So we put all that trust, all that money into a contract like that, and we got to pay Fred $18 million if, if uh, the Huskers want to let him go. So there was an analysis done of how much money has actually been paid out by public universities to coaches. This is football and basketball, okay? This is a financial records, okay? Football and basketball, over the last 11 years, look at over the you know, decade uh, and one year, last 11 years, $533.6 million. $533.6 million in dead money has been paid out to coaches to not coach. And uh, speaking of Nebraska, over the last 11 years, they come in second. <laughs> they come in the most amount of money they're paying to dead coaches. Who leads the way? Auburn. Auburn. Yes, huge contracts. Huge. Gus Malzahn. I mean, unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Auburn's paid the most money over the last 11 years in dead money to coaches that they let go, $31 million. Nebraska, $25.8 million. They're in second. They're in second. Nebraska, $25.8 million. So they can't do it anymore. I, I don't think they can do it anymore. So you help me with this question of the day. Okay? You help me with this question of the day. Uh, let me pull it up here. Who gets the blame for these coaching buyouts? Who gets the blame for these crazy multi-million dollar buyouts? we we got to pay coaches to not have them coach because we put all of this money in. And people say, well... It's a PR nightmare. If you don't pay Fred Hoiberg, you're not going to get Fred. Where do these contracts come from? Ed Orgeron, LSU, is getting paid $17 million, dismissed uh, here this past season. Ed Orgeron, dismissed, getting paid $17 million. Who gets the blame? And I really think it comes down to two. I think it comes down to two. There's the boosters and donors that talk a big game, and they've got big pockets. And you've got to make them happy, right? Is that the world we live in? The donors and boosters, are they the puppet masters? Do they tell the athletic director what to do? Um, just a newsflash, probably. Probably. So I'm going to say donors and boosters are up there. Do they get the blame? Because now the donors and boosters at, in Nebraska, I'm hearing, F folks in Nebraska saying, you know, writers I talk to, they say, now those guys don't want to pay it. They, they're like, $18 million for Fred Hoiberg? 
We don't <laughs> got to run with Fred again. Well, we're one in 30 on the road. It's not looking too good. Yeah, we got to go with them again. Got to go with them again. So is it the donors and boosters or is it the athletic director slash university for signing the deal? Who ultimately gets your blame? I mean, this money is just off the charts. You've never seen contracts like this. I mean, these contracts are unbelievable in, in, the, in the job environment. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. This amount of money that gets paid out for not coaching because you don't meet your expectations. So what do you think? 720-1067 on the Nate Brown Show. Question of the day. Who gets the blame for the crazy multi-million dollar buyouts for coaches that get fired in college? 69% of you voting the donors and boosters. They're writing the checks to cover it all. The donors and boosters, 69%. 31% of you say it's the AD and the university for signing that deal. For signing that deal. Uh, listener text, the blame squarely goes on the boosters. They dish out the money without any repercussion. Um, hmm. Oh, but <laughs> this is a good one. Matt Kearney just brought it in for me. Producer of the Nate Brown Show. Um Fred Hoiberg will return for a fourth year. It just broke. What did that? That just happened 15 minutes ago. Wow. Wow. Fred Hoiberg is back. Um, he's going to reduce his salary to $3.25 million for next year. So let's see. How many is that? How much money is that? $3.25 million for how many wins on the road? Um, mm, that's a lot. That's, that's, that's a lot. Um Thank you. Thank you for reducing that uh, salary a little bit. And that buyout goes down to $11 million. Now, <laughs> now it's down to $11 million. Thanks so much, Fred. We appreciate it. But it's not Fred's fault. Whose fault is it? The donors and boosters or the university? I have a guess. I have a guess. Ready? See, this is what I do to you. Ready? I make you vote. I make you vote. And then I say, it's both. It's both. See how I do that? It's very much both. Jason Hershorn is in next. NFL writer, SB Nation. Is it right that multiple teams have offers ready for Aaron Rodgers? What would it take? Where's that going? Jason Hershorn, SB Nation, on the way. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show, streaming live at FoxSportsRapidCity.com and right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Honda True. Discover three tiers of vehicle coverage that work for you. Only at Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda. The inspection is just the beginning. Honda certified pre-owned means peace of mind with incredible benefits like seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage, up to two complimentary oil changes, 24-7 roadside assistance, inspection report, and three-day exchange option. Check out all the benefits and search inventory at honda-true.com or come by Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda in Rapid City. 
Play your way through downtown Rapid City on March 12th and support adults with disabilities. The Black Hills Works Foundation's Putt and Pub takes your average pub crawl and combines it with mini golf that has holes uniquely designed by each host location. Register your team of four to compete in this mini golf tournament. Enjoy our local bars and meet Black Hills Works celebrity putters. Awards are given for great scores, not so great scores, and of course costumes. Get your tickets today at blackhillsworks.org slash events. Participants must be 21 and older to participate. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. back in the Nate Brown Show live on this Thursday. Remember, we've had some great guests in the first hour. If you miss them, you can catch them on the podcast. We'll get it up there tonight. The Nate Brown Show podcast available for download where you get your podcast and also there, FoxSportsRapidCity.com if you can't catch us live. I love the live show, though. You know, we just have some fun on the live show. We are live on Fox Sports Rapid City. NFL writer, SB Nation, Jason Hershorn is in. Let's get some analysis in this off season. When's it going to start up here? When's uh, are we going to have some movement starting up? Find him on Twitter at by underscore JBH. By underscore JBH. Jason Hershorn back on Fox Sports Rapid City. Jason, how are you? I'm doing well, Nate. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Appreciate you coming on as always. So I'm going to start with the biggest topic is Aaron Rodgers. And um, I said yesterday, I mean, this is how fast, you know, kind of things develop here. I said yesterday, I go, Aaron Rodgers knows what he's doing, and I think he knows he's going back to the Packers. Yet now today we see these reports, multiple teams putting offers out there. They have offers into the Packers, and then it makes you think, well, Will the Packers take a look? What do you say? Well, we have to give a bit of clarification for that. Now, there are any number of teams that could have interest in Aaron Rodgers if he becomes available, but they can't really put offers in, like formal offers for giving you these draft picks and or these players, because that would violate the NFL's tampering rule. So the, the Packers know which teams may or may not be interested. Obviously, they had contact with, some of those teams a year ago, but all of that is going to stay on the back burner until Aaron Rodgers makes whatever announcement he's going to make. And it's not just a question of whether he plays for Green Bay or another team. Retirement really is an option here, and Aaron Rodgers is doing, based on one perspective, either a really good job or a really bad job of leaving those all on the table until he finally makes his decision official. (laughs) It is one of those things. The drama continues. So in Green Bay, Will Green Bay be able to put a great team around him, led by Devontae Adams? When you look at the numbers, people say, well, you can mess with the numbers, and and they're going to be just fine if they pay Aaron a ton. They'll be able to make it work with Devontae Adams and everyone else. What do you say? I mean, to a certain degree, the answer is yes, because it's not really a matter of how much salary cap space do they have right now? It's a matter of how much cap flexibility they have. And that number is still fairly high using the restructures that they've already begun doing, using some of the cap cuts that we expect them to make, even if Rogers is not part of the team. So you look all around, yeah, they can bring Aaron Rodgers back, surround him with a lot of talent, and be one of the best, if not the best team in the NFC. Because the other part of this, and why Aaron Rodgers might ultimately decide to come back to Green Bay is, There's not a lot of competition outside of Green Bay and the Los Angeles Rams 
in that conference. You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers no longer have, or at least at present do not have, Tom Brady. You know, the 49ers were competitive last year, but we still don't know what their quarterback situation looks like. You know, you can say a lot about the other teams in the NFC West where they have uncertainty at the quarterback position, whether that be the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson, the NFC East. You know, Dallas has a lot of talent, but we know that they have had trouble breaking through under Mike McCarthy. So if you're looking at this from Aaron Rodgers' perspective, you can go back to Green Bay, even if the 2022 Packers are not as good as the 2021 Packers, they could still be the best in class in that conference. And for that reason, he may ultimately decide that that's the team that he wants to spend next season with. Want to stay in the NFC North. Do you get the feelings Kevin O'Connell, new coach for the Vikings, is going to make a run here with Kirk Cousins? Are we, are we going to see Kirk in Minnesota one more year? Or are they going to extend Kirk? Well, they could extend Kirk Cousins, but I think it's important to note that they do not have to make a move on Kirk Cousins. He has that huge $45 million cap figure. That's not how much he's getting paid this year, but that is how much he's going to cost against the cap for the Minnesota Vikings. But that doesn't mean that they have to do something with this contract. They don't have to add void years to move that number down. They don't have to trade him if they don't want to. Now, they may decide to do one of those things because of the options it opens up, but the Minnesota Vikings didn't exactly wrap their arms around Kirk Cousins at the introductory press conference of Kevin O'Connell. Uh, Kevin O'Connell said that he anticipates coaching Kirk Cousins, and he thinks very highly of Kirk Cousins. Obviously, those two go back to Washington. But that's not the same as saying Kirk Cousins is our quarterback for now and the future. And for that reason, while I think he'll probably be the quarterback there in 2022, I think it's really questionable whether he's the quarterback there afterwards. And if that's going to be the case from the perspective of Minnesota leadership, maybe you just let him play out that year, get past that huge cap figure while you still can, and then move on to someone else in 2023. Jason Hershorn on tonight, NFL writer, SBNation.com. I think the big question really is this, Jason. If you're a team and you have a franchise quarterback, essentially, and I'll call Cousins that even, um, I don't know if, if teams are going to go, yeah, we're just going to move on. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, we're, we're just going to move on. If you don't have a guy ready to go, how can you? Yeah, that's part of it, right? Like You have to have a plan to the next guy. That's possible that Minnesota or one of those other teams you mentioned knows where they're going to go, even if that player is not presently on their roster. But from the outside, it's very hard to determine. But maybe Minnesota does draft a quarterback in this 2022 class. But, again, we don't know that right now. We don't know how that front office feels. Remember, it's a new front office, new general manager, new head coach. We don't know how they feel about this quarterback class. Maybe they don't want any part of this quarterback class. and It's something that they want to push off to 2023 when the quarterback prospects are largely believed to be better than the ones that we have right now. So, again, I think given the limited information that we have, Cousins is the most likely quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings in 2022, but there's a lot of unknowns there because of all the change that has gone on in Minnesota. Here's one team that people are kind of throwing around a little bit, Jason Pittsburgh. Some people think, are are they just going to roll with Mason Rudolph? How do you feel if that's the option? I, I know that they have played him up as a possibility, and they at one point gave him an extension. So they do feel better about Mason Rudolph than perhaps the rest of the NFL does. But I don't think that's their plan A. I really don't. 
I think that they're going to look very seriously at this draft and the veteran quarterback market. I don't know if they're going to be able to get any of those veteran quarterbacks because, as you already described, they're not going to be a lot of ones that we ultimately expect to be available. So if it comes down to the rookie class, I think they're going to take a very serious look at some of these guys. Remember, they have the draft capital to select one of them relatively early in the 2022 draft. And I think that's a very high possibility. That's the way they go. Maybe that's Kenny Pickett. You know, the local kid played the University of Pittsburgh and did a very good job for that team last year. Maybe they go a different direction. Someone like Malik Willis, a very athletic, more dynamic kind of player. And maybe it's somebody else. But I do think that they're going to very seriously look at those guys because Mason Rudolph and some of those other options presently available to them are not likely to be playoff quarterbacks. And they have a team outside of the quarterback position that can be much more competitive than that. Jason Hershorn on tonight. Follow him on Twitter at by underscore JBH. Find his work, SB Nation, NFL writer Jason Hershorn tonight. Jason, always great. I appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Of course. Take care, Nate. Appreciate it. Jason Hershorn tonight, Fox Sports Rapid City, one of our favorites, NFL writer, SB Nation, and more. Follow him on Twitter at by underscore JBH. Uh, Jason Hershorn tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City. Um. Ultimately, that's the big kicker. You know, we can discuss it here on the show, and we can ask analysts, and we can ask people what they think, all this and that. We get people across the board, and we get people in specific markets and the national writers and the whole thing. We can all discuss it. Ultimately, what? If you have a guy, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, I'm not putting him in that same level, but he's still a guy. I mean, whether Vikings fans like Vikings fans are like, oh, yeah, I'd get rid of him. Mm, careful, okay? Because if you have a guy, why would you get rid of him? Well, you can get you trade him for picks, and uh, you can get picks. Picks are nice. Picks are nice. Ask the Rams about picks. How, how, do, they, how, how, do, they, how do they do with uh, picks? They got players. They have players. I mean, you just don't see it very often. The Lions were like, yeah, okay, Stafford's out. Let's get a bunch of picks. Let's see if we can build from the ground up because it just hasn't been working anyway. Okay? So if you got a team, it's always very uh, attractive to do what? Well, we're right there. The Vikings think they're right there. Mike Zimmer's thought that for uh, the last couple of years. We're right there. Just a few players away. Just a couple of players away. So if you think you're right there, all those teams think they're right there. You think they're going to be, yeah, we could get a bunch of picks. And, oh, man, the Broncos would give us the ninth pick and we get a bunch of other players too and all this and that. Sure, here you go. Here, here's Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead. Have fun. I don't think they do it. I don't think any of these teams are going to do it. I don't think the Vikings are going to bail on Kirk. I don't think. I don't think it's a smart play, by the way. Seahawks, Packers, um, even the 49ers might be uh, regretting. Who knows? You know, they're like, okay, we're going to get rid of Jimmy G, I think. Wow, Jimmy G made the NFC. Wow. Oh, hey, hang on a second. NFC championship again? Uh, Trey Lance is better, though, right? Right? Are we going to? Yeah. I don't think these guys like getting rid of. I, I wouldn't. I would not. If I'm on a team, I'm a fan of a team that has a QB that's uh, serviceable, pretty darn good, like top 15, there's no way. There is no way I'm taking that risk. Oh, let's get a bunch of picks. No. So I I don't know how much movement you're going to see. I really don't. Let's talk hockey. 
Hockey, local hockey, Badlands Sabres. What was this inaugural season like? They've got more games tomorrow, Saturday, then the playoffs start Wednesday, and they're in. In their first year, their head coach, Brendan Hodge. Let's talk about the start of the team and this Junior Hockey League success. Brendan Hodge, live next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Physical therapy, athletic training, and sports science all at one place. Physio in Rapid City. Dr. Dan Jensen and his team at Physio are ready to help you perform at your best. From the youth athlete to the active adult, trust the team at Physio. Physio offers the skilled, personalized approach to physical therapy and athletic training. Building the best athletes in the Black Hills as the official strength and conditioning provider for Stevens Central and the Rapid City Rush. Learn more at bhphysio.com. One of the best attributes of a trust is that you get to say how you want things to happen. I think that is one thing we set ourselves apart in, is really getting to know people. We get really involved with with people as far as what their needs are and what their family is like. In the end, it's all about our clients, our customers. It's about how we can make things best for them. They aren't a number, they're a person. Pioneer Bank & Trust is local. Fans know some things just go together. Slam dunks and three-pointers, face paint with super fans, game days and tailgates. I'm State Farm agent Scott Carlson, and I know another winning combination, home and auto. Me and my team are here to help life go right when you combine your home and auto insurance, which saves you time and money. So get your home and auto on the same team and score some savings. Call me, State Farm agent Scott Carlson, at 342-0188. Hi, this is David Brenneman with Coldwell Banker in Rapid City. If you've considered selling your current home, let me take you to that next step with confidence. The Black Hills housing market is competitive, and I have been in the business of attracting buyers for 15 years. Let's make it happen. Contact me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. List it, sell it, and move on. With me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. Here's some free financial advice from Pro Auto Care. Regular service and preventative vehicle maintenance always pays off big time. With regular Pro Auto Care service and maintenance, you'll extend the lifespan of your vehicle. And that means more miles and more years of use from your vehicle investment. That's just good economy. It's simple financial advice. You take care of your vehicle, and your vehicle takes care of you for a longer time. From oil changes to brakes, tires, and major repairs, see Tom at Pro Auto Care. Open as usual at 1891 Rand Road, Rapid City. Hi, I'm Bill at Wire Free USA. If you want high-speed internet at your house, call Wire Free USA and get HughesNet. HughesNet is high-speed satellite internet, a super-fast instant internet connection that's available right now wherever you live. You'll get faster web access, faster browsing, and faster downloads. HughesNet is from Hughes, an industry leader with more than 1.5 million systems installed worldwide. Call Wire Free USA today at 605-343-3806 and learn how to order HughesNet from your local business partner. Stop waiting. Order HughesNet, America's number one choice for high-speed satellite internet. Visit Wirefree USA in Rapid City or call 605-343-3806 now and get super-fast internet access at your house no matter where you live. The future is Wirefree USA with HughesNet. Local business, local service with a smile. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show. We've got you covered. Weekdays 4 to 6, Fox Sports Rapid City. A reminder, tomorrow we're going to get basketball going again. Okay, tomorrow here live, 106.7 FM, 11.50 AM. It's Sioux Falls, Washington against Stevens. So we're going to start girls basketball. That's a showdown tomorrow night. So get ready for that. Sioux Falls, Washington, ranked number one. Stevens, ranked number four. And... Uh, the Raiders getting set to host Sioux Falls, Washington in a showdown tomorrow. Girls basketball first, then the boys matchup after that. We'll bounce back Saturday afternoon. The Cobblers taking on Washington here. Jerome Wickersham, Dean Gurr live on the call on Fox Sports Rapid City. Okay, let's get into this. Speaking of basketball and high school hoopers, I've got something for you. We're trying to track down Brendan Hodge. We'll see if we can do it. Running out of time, Brendan. Come on. Running out of time. Okay, we'll see if we can do it. Badland Sabres. We'll get them on sooner or later uh, if we can't track them down. Badland Sabres hockey, first year of it, getting set for the playoffs. They made the playoffs in their first year, so we'll talk about this North American 3 Hockey League and the debut of the Badland Sabres. Pretty good season so far with Brendan Hodge. That We'll track him down. I want to go to the story. We haven't hit it yet. Um, really, really interesting to me, and I wonder how this all comes together. And I really wonder if, if this is something that high school athletes see, and we're all not going to be this guy, but I wonder what high school athletes take away from the big picture of this story. What does the high school athlete take away from the big picture of this story? This just came out this afternoon. Bronny James, that's LeBron's son, Bronny James is projected to be uh, making – $5 million in name, image, and likeness deals before his high school career is even over. So he's a junior at Sierra Canyon High School. It's outside of L.A. there. And so he just announced, you know, they got into this because here this afternoon he just announced a new partnership. This is Bronny James, LeBron, LeBron's son. He's just announced a big partnership sponsorship with PSD, it's an underwear brand. Do you? I mean, I've never heard of that. Maybe I'm just not rolling with it. PSD underwear. I better, I better take a look. Um, Bronny James said, I've been wearing PSD underwear as long as I can remember. Boom, he's doing commercials. Boom. And there's name, image, and likeness. This is a high school basketball player, which is not your everyday high schooler. Okay, I, I understand. But you look at the deals, okay, they're, they're saying the projection now as junior and now as a senior, he's going to make $5 million in name, image, and likeness deals before his high school career is even over. And and some people would say, that, well, there's, there's people who can say this. That's unbelievable. That's great. That's great. And I'm kind of one of those guys. I don't want to, you know, what are we supposed to say? Oh, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Hey, brands are what they are. You may not like LeBron. Yeah, I don't know if you even know Bronny. I, I don't. But I just just started following him here. The, brands, the brand is strong. And so my big picture takeaway, though, is, is it now what you do in sports or is it who you are even more? And the reason I say that, how many followers does Bronny James have on Instagram? You haven't checked his account lately, have you? Okay. How many followers? 6.1 million. This is just, uh, it's just, I know it's, I know it's Brawny. It's a high school basketball player. 
This is a high school basketball player. He's got 6.1 million Instagram followers. So, meaning the takeaway is this. I think you could see it as, well, do I just need to build my brand or do I need to build my game? Do we care if Bronny goes to Duke or or Michigan or Kansas or, or Texas? They're all recruiting him, by the way. Ohio State, UCLA. I mean, all these guys are recruiting him. Do we care if he goes there or is it already set? Bronny James, through his Instagram, through his brand, through his popularity, and yes, the son of LeBron James, it's not about his basketball ability, I don't think. It's about his brand could is already exploded. It's already exploded. And I just bring that to the real world um, connection here of, well, I got to be good at sports. Yeah, I got to be good at basketball. I got to be good at football. But I think kids could see what? I think kids are could see, I got to be really good at my brand. I got to be really aware of what I'm doing on social media. Am I am I promoting myself? It, it does turn into, th- this whole thing is, it's a me thing. And it's $5 million worth for Bronny James. They project uh, in high school even, through name, image, and likeness, through, through partnerships as a high schooler. By the way, that just brings up another argument. He's playing in, in high school basketball, and he can sign deals that are massive and still play high school basketball. Are you okay with that? Here in South Dakota, that would not fly. When you look at different rules in different states in South Dakota, you can't get all these all this extra money, these sponsorships. A lot of states say you're ineligible to play high school basketball. I don't love that. By, by the way, I don't love that because this day and age, what's happening? They are signing deals. College kids are. So are we really looking at some of these power? There's only a few select. Unbelievable high school players with brands like Bronny James. I don't know if you can even match him. And we're trying to say, well, you can't play high school basketball, Bronny, because you're, you're signing deals. I think that's okay. I think that's all right. The big picture is, though, will kids that aren't Bronny James think, well, I can still be the guy, build my brand, and I don't necessarily need to be the best player. Can you build your brand if you're a sports player outside of sports? This tells me, I don't think they're signing him because he's a good player. They're signing him because he has 6.1 million followers on Instagram. Yes, yes. And how did he get there? Through being LeBron James' son, and the list goes on. It's not necessarily about sports. I think I think kids are going to see that, and I don't love that side of it. I don't love that. Who's hot and who's not on the way? i got to tell you, it's something else I don't love. I, I have to tell you. There is now a new college course close by, close by. You can get a degree when it comes to this sport, quote-unquote sport. Oh, no. I've got it in my who's not next. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Have you hit a pothole or curb with your car? Does your vehicle need an adjustment or have an alignment, shock, or strut issue? Black Hills Tire is your one-stop shop for complete automotive service and repair in the Black Hills area. Trust your vehicle with no one else but Black Hills Tire. Contact Weston, Denise, and the guys at Black Hills Tire, where honesty, reliability, and safety is their top priority. Black Hills Tire voted the number one shop for automotive repair and brake repair and tire store in the Black Hills. Ask about their free pickup and delivery. Black Hills Tire. Check them out online at blackhillstire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly cloudy skies tonight with a low of 1 below. Southerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Partly cloudy tomorrow, highs around 27. Lows around 11 tomorrow night, mainly clear skies and quiet. Bright sunshine expected Saturday with daytime highs approaching 43. 56 Sunday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 5 above. Cadillac Jack's Gaming Resort is the place to stay and play in Deadwood. Do you want to bet on the game, watch the game, and play your favorite table game? Cadillac Jack's and BetMGM allow you to do it all. From roulette to craps to blackjack with TVs all around, you don't have to miss a second of the game. Plan your stay at Cadillac Jack's for March Madness because Cadillac Jack's and BetMGM deliver. Get the real Deadwood experience at Cadillac Jack's. Here at Pizza Ranch, we love the unique ways other countries compliment their chefs. In France, they say, magnifique. In Italy, delizioso. And in many parts of the world, it's a compliment to belch. Don't try that at home, kids. But at Pizza Ranch, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again when guests bite into our pizza. Mmm, mmm. Our famous chicken. Mmm, mmm. And all the favorites on our buffet. Mmm, mmm. We're beginning to think you're all trying to tell us something. We'll take that as a compliment. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, mmm. Customer service and knowledge. You expect it, and we provide it. As a general insurance agency, Fisher Rounds & Associates has aligned itself with the nation's strongest carrier networks, giving you the highest quality coverage at the best possible price. When it comes to claims or other issues, we handle everything so you don't have to. That's what we mean when we say we're at your service and at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, proudly serving South Dakota with offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in. Who's hot and who's not tonight? Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch every night. By the way, you could you could eat at the Pizza Ranch every night. Great specials, I'm telling you. PizzaRanch.com, carry out delivery there. PizzaRanch.com, your local Pizza Ranch. Two locations in Rapid City. Remember the buffet on Kids Day Wednesday. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular priced adult. The Pizza Ranch buffet, that was yesterday. Great specials, though, online right now. PizzaRanch.com and the buffet open daily, 11 to 8. The best buffet in Rapid City is at the Pizza Ranch. Who's hot and who's not on the Nate Brown Show? Let's go with this. Um, I just have to remind everybody, okay, it's breaking news in my who's hot category. Um, Fred Hoiberg's got a good situation going on, I'll tell you. You know, and I hit this because, I, as I said, Tim Miles at Nebraska, South Dakota guy was doing great. I mean, he really was considering. I mean, Tim Miles had some rough hits, some rough patches along the way. 
But now Nebraska men's basketball is in a really rough one. They're going to be 20 straight, uh, 20 losses for three straight years. Guaranteed 20 losses, three straight years. One and 30 on the road under Fred Hoiberg. And Nebraska just announced today in my who's hot category, boy, he's in good shape. Fred Hoiberg will make $3.25 million next year. That's a reduced salary, but $3.25 million. He's coming back for year number four. And the buyout now, if you get rid of him next year, is $11 million. $11 million. That's a little better than 18, but, well, I'll tell you, you got to love find somebody that loves you like Nebraska. Find, <laughs> they uh, they got a situation on their hands uh, in men's basketball. In our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, well, I've talked about this before. I don't love it, and I'm going to throw it out there. I don't know what you're going to do with this, but the University of North Dakota just announced today They've got a new degree. This is an actual college degree. Esports is the major. So now you can go to college and major in esports at the University of North Dakota. Boy, I'll tell you, what are you going to do with that? Beat me in Fortnite? Good luck. You can beat me anyway. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. The Nate Brown Show podcast is going up tonight.